Hi, I'm Denise, and this is Women Beyond a Certain Age. We're doing this little mini-sode today because Christmas vacation and Diane's in my schedule. We've both been out of town. It's all been crazy. Cindy's been busy. So I'm doing a mini-sode because today is poignant because I'm talking about endings and the ending that's happening in my life right now is that Cindy's here and all day long we've been going through the loft and the studio that I've had for 20 years and we're sorting. I'm giving stuff up for an estate sale. Cindy's taking some things that she likes that I want. I've been begging her to for I don't know how long. She doesn't really listen to me. I need to say that now after 20 years. She really doesn't listen to me. No. Cindy is going to go on with food styling and recipe development. I'm going to hire her when I get projects that I need the best food stylist and the best recipe developer in all of Los Angeles. And she's going to go on with Patty, Patty Winters, who has assisted us and worked with us and taken jobs out for us. So that's their future. And I'm pretty damn excited about it. Cindy has made a spot in her house where she's taken dishes and linens and napkins and silverware and a few prop things and some new pots and pans. All all the things that a food stylist needs to do a segment for KTLA or the Ellen show or a whole lot of television shows that people may not be aware of. They don't have anything. The stylist designs it and brings everything. Is it fun work? Sure, it's fun, especially if it's a great talent and you get a gorgeous cookbook or you get to meet someone that's fabulous. So it's exciting. I'm very excited that Cindy and Patty are going to go on with the great tradition. <laughs> But I'm dropping out, okay? Now, here's the reason. There's endings in people's lives. Some of them are more difficult than others. This is not difficult for me. I've been a food stylist for, I don't know, I, I was at the Last Supper with Jesus, so that's been a while. Uh, oh, no, I was a cocktail waitress then. But anyway, I, I graduated from culinary school with the whole desire to be a food stylist. That was my goal. I, I got a little externship at Sunset Magazine where they had, you know, full-time stylists and women that worked there. They were home economists. Those women looked at me and thought I was the weirdest thing they'd ever seen. And, of course, they had never heard anyone say fuck before. So that was kind of interesting. I, I taught several of them to say shit. They never could graduate to the F word. But never mind. Moving right along. I wasn't really successful there because that was the beginning of my career. And at coming from a chef's background, not a home economist, I was different to them. And you know what? They were different to me. God bless them. But I learned a lot. And I learned that I wanted to be a food stylist. I wanted to make food presentations for the camera. I loved it. I was a young bride and I got a Better Homes and Gardens magazine and it had these little tiny tart shells all over the magazine and they were all decorated differently and I took the picture of the cover and I hung it with a piece of tape in my kitchen and I recreated those. And when my husband my first husband, came home and said, my God, these are so beautiful. I said, I know. Now I copied what somebody else had done, a food stylist. But I knew that one day I was going to have my own style and I would want that. So I have been blessed to have been a food stylist for the last 30 years. Have I made money? Sure. Have I done well? Pretty well. Have I failed? A million times. But the fact that the most successful thing I've done is to, to have worked with some really incredible people. Cindy, 
Patty, the photographers that, and they know who they are, cameramen and directors and famous talent and people that have made my career so fun and rich and interesting. But you know what? I'm done. I'm still going to teach. I'm still going to do some consulting. I've had several people ask me for different opportunities. I'm still going to, I love to prop. I'm still going to get some, I have several people that I'm probably, we're going to art direct and put together their cookbooks for them. And I use that with a designer, my friend Martha and her partner. And Martha is also an agent. So we kind of create these cookbooks with, um, you know, a wad of bubble gum and a piece of butcher paper because the budgets aren't big, but God, they're great things to work on. It's nothing but creativity. So Cindy and I will still work on those projects together. And Cindy will still be the engineer for my podcast. I know. And rightly so, because she laughs at all my jokes. Do you get it? Okay. It's about time. So on a day that could be terribly sad, in fact, I feel uplifted. And the reason is, is that you got to know when to let go. I'm not sure if any of you ever read this on the Huffington Post, but I say this all the time to myself. Sometimes letting go, people are afraid. They're afraid for so many reasons. They're afraid that they won't have another opportunity. It's like staying in a bad relationship. And when I was younger, I did that a couple of times. And then I realized that I was killing myself. That staying in a bad relationship, staying in a bad apartment, staying in a bad job, we hang on to them because we know them. And that's our comfort zone. But when we have the strength to walk on and say, you know what, this just isn't good enough for me anymore, then we start something new because we know the opposite of endings is beginnings. So I'm looking at some new things to do for my beginnings and I'm excited about it. And you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do. Some days I don't know. Some days I think I'm going to, my memoir will get published. Some days I think, my God, who would publish that? Some days I'm ready to write another book. Some days I'm not. So I have all the same letting go issues of other people, except not right now, because I know that it's time for me to do something else. Now, Am I going to miss the everyday with Cindy or Patty? Of course. Am I going to miss my little blue house that I built this studio in 15, 18 years ago? Yes. But then again, I have a beautiful new house. I have more time for things that I need to do for me. Not so much management. Not so much business. I would like to do some more creative things. So if I want new beginnings, I have to have an ending. So sometimes I think to myself, it's not so much an ending as I'm just pivoting. And I learned that from my friend, Ina, from Ina's Breakfast in Chicago, who's a genius, who said to me, Denise, you're not letting go of anything. You're just pivoting with all the knowledge that you have, and you're turning it in another direction. And rightly so. There are a couple of reasons I thought it was important to do this because we're always, always having endings, whether we want to acknowledge them or not. We have endings when people die. We have endings when pets die. We have endings when jobs disappear. We have endings when our boss leaves that we really love. I mean, we have endings we have endings like I had one today. It was the end of the bottle of bourbon that I had in this house. <laughs> Cindy's laughing because 
she knows what that means. It's terribly important. But I don't need to have bourbon in this house anymore because I got a big bottle of Maker's Mark in my next house. So today I finished a bottle of bourbon here. It's not much. Tinkle, tinkle. You can listen to the ice in the glass. But endings with new beginnings. That's what you got to think of you. So I, instead of most of the time, people will say things like, oh, if you need a new beginning, da, da, da. But I totally believe in saying endings first and beginnings is next. So that's just me. We've gotten, I just need to do a little bit of housekeeping here on women beyond a certain age. We got so many responses to Diane's prime rib. I'm telling you, next year we're selling those prime ribs on the corner out of the back of our cars. Diane's prime rib for Christmas. I I don't know, 40 or 50 women said to me, oh, I love this recipe. I'm going to make it today. And I said to Diane, look at that. How exciting. So we are very grateful whenever we hear from any of you. We are going to be able to have some guests coming up in January, February, and March. We didn't have any guests yet because I've been moving. Diane was, Diane, you know, has a nationally syndicated column. She's travel still. I travel. So our time, we have to really plot out our time. So we weren't able to have guests yet, but we're going to. And we have an amazing network of women that are all... Most of us are over 60. Some of us are in our 70s. Some of them are the most dynamic women you're ever going to listen to that have started again. They've been widowed. They've been bankrupt. They've had a million different things happen to them. But you know what? They just picked themselves up and started again. So I think in the new year, what I want to consider is, is that every day... I want to have more fun and I want to think about new beginnings and be grateful for this very special ending in my time of life. And I want to thank Miss Cindy and I've been so lucky. What else? Is that enough, Miss Cindy? Have I said enough? Oh, keep those cards and letters coming in. And you know, I thought it was very inappropriate that some people sent cash to Miss Cindy and said, we'll do anything to pay you to stop this. Now that's not the attitude we're looking for. Okay. Now, by the way, she kept the cash and she's still doing the podcast. If that tells you anything about us. No. Thank you all. Keep the cards and letters coming in. We are welcome to suggestions. If there was something, there's many things that we are planning for the new year how to downsize, how to quit your job, or how to leave your career to find something else to do. We have a wonderful woman who's a very dear friend of ours that's coming on who whose husband died, the love of her life after like 48 years of marriage, and what she did with that, and how she's written a book about it. And it's like a, a beam of light to a lot of people that are grieving. So we have a lot of things to talk about. And I'm going to say this. If I thought that this was the end of my career in food, I would be sad. But I know there's other things for me to do. And and so I'm excited about it. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope, I wish all of you the happiest new year ever. Because that's a new beginning. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.